I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast to highlight local stories of faith and sports, and I am so excited today for you to hear this conversation with my friend Rowdy Colton Pascal. He's a senior at Coppell High School. Incredible testimony, was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at a young age, but has never given up, and just a, an incredible young man of faith, a a member of the Coppell Cowboys football program. So without further delay, let's jump right into Rowdy's story. Well, thanks for joining me today, Rowdy. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. So let's start this by just sharing a little bit about your story growing up. Tell us about your family and where you grew up. Well, I grew up in small town Oklahoma in Elk City. And uh, my parents were uh, very athletic growing up and My sister was always involved in athletics, and so I was kind of thrown into an athletic family. So it was, growing up was pretty fun, getting to hang out with everybody and uh, just hanging out with friends. And just growing up in a small town was really good. Yeah. Good for me and fun. And just uh, getting to have a closer family with a bunch of people around in a small town was really good. So you were diagnosed with cerebral palsy. At what age was that? Oh, I would say about a year and a half or two years old. I think that was when I was diagnosed, if I remember correctly. So at what point did you kind of understand that? And then kind of what was the impact of that on you and your family? Well, I think it had impacted my family since I was born. But for me, it truly didn't set in until about junior high when Hmm. uh, sports started to get a little bit more competitive. And I was looking for a way to stay involved. And so about junior high was when it started to really affect me and what I was physically able to keep up with kids at that age. So I'd say about junior high was when everything set in. So did you play sports as a youth then? I, I did. I, I've played sports my entire life. I played basketball, baseball. I did some MMA type stuff. I oh, did wow. wrestling. I did everything but soccer. Everything but soccer. So... And you've talked about playing sports. Your family's very athletic. So how now, you said it started impacting in junior high. So how did you stay connected with sports and deal with that? Well, I, uh, I continued to play. Um, of course, it was kind of an uh, adjustment trying to figure out how we were going to be able to get me in. And I always kind of had a go-for-it attitude. And my parents never felt sorry for me and kind of always pushed me to be the best man that I could be and no matter what sport I played and then uh, then I kind of started to move towards the manager side of things once I got a little bit closer to high school mm-hmm. and just uh, me being able to be around the sport and being around the teammates was kind of more the biggest part to me that I wanted to be a part of. So you recently moved to Coppell in the last couple of years ago and that love for sports especially football, was still burning deep inside. You're in high school, so you sit down and meet with athletic director and Coach DeWitt and talk about your love for football. So just kind of talk about that conversation and what came out of it. Well, that conversation was uh, very nerve-wracking. I mean, <laughs> for me, it was a, it was a big shock because I, I have never been to a, a big Texas high school football school like Coppell is, and <laughs> when you pull up and you see an indoor that you would usually only see a D1 school have or an NFL team have, it was pretty intimidating. But uh, getting to sit down with Coach DeWitt and Coach McBride was really cool. And I just kind of got to 
explained to them what I was kind of envisioning and we all kind of just combined ideas and kind of what all we were thinking and what the future might hold and then overall that came out with uh, them allowing me to be on the varsity football team as a player. Wow. So how did the team how did the team accept you? Because I mean clearly, you know, there's a difference between you and them and the ability. So how did they accept you? Well, uh, I was accepted very well, I think. Uh, a guy that really reached out to me was Skyler Seedman. Mm. He was one of the very first guys. Him and Brady McBride uh, both reached out to me personally and you know tried to uh, spend time with me personally and just kind of brought me around the guys. And I just uh, got to spend some personal one-on-one time with some of the guys and in a group setting as well at some of the guys' houses. So it was... It was pretty easy for me because I, I like to think of myself as a people person, mm-hmm. so I'm really well at, do really well at speaking to people. So I think the team took me in really well and kind of just watched over me. And it was more so I think they respected the fact that I was putting in work and working really hard to get where I was at, and nothing was given to me. So I believe I was taking it pretty well. What was it like going through the practices? And then pregame, I mean, I know as a fan – I thought it was pretty special, especially with my young boys watching the pregame and you're out there doing the quarterback drills next to Brady. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Practices, I'm not going to lie, weren't fun. (laughs) You know, getting up there at 5 in the morning and uh, going through practices, it was pretty painful. I'm not going to lie. Going through practices were pretty painful. But, you know, once Friday night rolls around and – Six o'clock comes and quarterbacks go outside and start throwing. Man, it was all worth it. It was pretty cool because, you know, you look at a guy like Brady that's going to Memphis now, and I look back and think, man, there's not very many guys that can say I got to throw right next to that guy and work out with that guy. So it was it was really cool. Everything was worth it leading up to those moments. And just Friday Night Lights is a, is a big deal uh, for a kid that grew up looking forward to that. So it was it was really cool. That's awesome. And so that was your junior year, and I remember you got into a game. Yes. The end of the game, lined up at wide receiver. Oh, yeah. So what was that like? I tell you what, it was it was really nerve-wracking. Again, it was really nerve-wracking. And, you know, you know, I, of course, I'm wanting them to throw me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Put the ball in my hands, coach. Let me go to work. It wasn't good enough to get in, right? You, know, you want the ball. Yeah. But uh, it was it was really cool. Um you know, kind of like I've said to people before, it was more so coming back and getting to celebrate with people. Mm. You know, like the guys that had taken me in, they were so proud of me. And, you know, of course, me getting in took an, a, a senior spot that could have been out mm. there playing. So for me, that kind of really hit that a senior gave up his spot for a player to for me to be able to play. But it was more so uh, – being able to come back on the sideline and celebrate with coaches and players and, you know, getting to see all the parents and my mom up there mm. celebrating. So that was probably the biggest part for me wasn't playing. Playing was awesome, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love playing. But the best part was just getting to come back and celebrate with everybody. So you mentioned your mom in the stands. That's not on the our little script that I typed up and sent you. But as a, did you see your mom? And was she, like, Friday night's? she nervous? Oh, yeah, I would think she was nervous, but for most of the season, see, I think I went in towards the end of our season. Mm-hmm. And I think for most of the season, we were, she was just happy to see me happy that I was enjoying things. And I think for her, it was a, uh, a shocker that I had finally gotten a chance because I had kind of told her, 
hey, there's some possibilities. We got some teams coming up that, you know, if we do, if we play right and get a job done, I could get in the play. And she's like, all right, well, you know, if you get your chance, it's awesome. If not, you know, we we know what's going to happen. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I think for her, it was she was excited but very nervous. You know, not not sure what could happen to me out there because if I get hit wrong, you know, I could end up losing my ability to walk. So you know, it was for her. It was. I'm sure she was very nervous and shaken, but she was also very excited to see that, you know, all the hard work that I put in and all the time that she had spent driving me to doctor's appointments. <laughs> yeah. because I think at that point it was all worth it. That's awesome. Um, I mean, to me, hearing you tell that story, I've heard it before just here around town, but just hearing you tell it, it's just a reminder that um, it's more than football, right? Absolutely. You know, that the right coaches can can make it more than football you learn life lessons it's not just the wins and losses i think think, uh on the life lessons part i've gotten really close with some coaches the past couple years and you know they're preparing me to be a man not just a football coach or you know just a high school kid they're teaching me things that i can take on for the rest of my life Mm. so it's a really cool thing and a blessing to be a part of a staff and go to a school that has people like that that care about you as a man as a person that are more concerned about how you're going to be outside of high school than what you're doing on the field and then i mean as we've seen the last couple of years i mean the winds the winds come absolutely you know with that that culture um they do see success so your senior year your role changed a little bit yes so talk about that and the transition you made this last season well it was Towards the end of the season, and I kind of told Coach DeWitt after talking to my mom, I said, hey, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and step away from playing. It's really taking a toll on my body. You know, after, you know, having a body that's pretty beat up anyways, uh, I told him, I said, hey, is there any way that I could possibly be like an assistant coach? And he said, you know what, absolutely. Go talk to whoever you want to work with, and we can see what we can do. And so I ended up talking to one of the coaches, uh, was going to be an assistant safeties coach, but our safeties coach ended up going to a different school, and I approached Coach Lemons, and I said, hey, man, uh, is there any possible way that you guys could use me over here? And he said, absolutely, and he looked over at Coach Cheryl, and he said, we got him. So that's when I became the assistant D-line coach. And it, for me, it wasn't really a hard transition because it was kind of a uh, – it's kind of been spoken over me in the past that I would be a really good coach. So it was it was pretty cool for me. I, it wasn't really hard. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to motivate these guys as much as I can and try to learn as much of the game about I can, about it, that I can. So it wasn't really that hard. It was more of an exciting uh, experience. So go from warming up with the quarterbacks to – being prepping the big boys. To prepping the defensive line. Yeah. What a transition. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And then just recently, you got offered a student coach position, and we were talking just before we started recording that you got to make a visit and visit with the student, I mean, with the coaching staff to figure out your role. But is that something you sought, or how did that come to be? Well, honestly, uh, we weren't really sure what college was going to look like for me. I mean, we had laid out several options, and we weren't really going to rush into anything. And uh, I had gotten an email from the uh, assistant recruiting director at ACU and he said, man, I saw your story on the news. 
uh, we would love to have you at ACU, uh, and we have a student coaching uh, availability or something to that effect. And I said, that's awesome. And we kind of started talking more back and forth. And then he, a couple days ago, he sent me an official offer, you know, and that was, that was huge because I never thought that that would happen. Yeah. Playing high school football, that was a stretch, but getting an offer somewhere, that was an even bigger dream that uh, came true. So that was, that was really cool. That is cool. So you mentioned, you saw your news story. So our local Channel 4, Fox 4 here in DFW just aired a story, kind of followed you around the last year or so. So what was that like, knowing that you had Mike Ducey, who is well-known in the sports world yeah. here in the Dallas area, following you around with a story? And kind of what was your main message, or what was the message they were trying to share through that story? Well, I think for me it was more nervous, uh, nerve-wracking for me because I had to, I had to watch my mouth. I had to use <laughs> some, uh, some church language, as Coach McBride put it but uh no i'm just kidding it was it was cool though because it was you know i had cameras on me and i was just having fun with it you know i was just having a good time getting to mess around with the guys and calling mike ruth a tree yeah (laughs) i've gotten several messages about that that's people's favorite part but uh i think the main message for people was uh you know just just not giving up on your dreams and you know no matter what uh what your circumstances are and how bad life may be that you can still uh, choose to get up in the morning and have a positive attitude and attack the day and uh, chase whatever you're going after. I know. I mean, that's that's an incredible story. I showed it to our family, and I know I've, it's gone viral, at least I here locally. It. I appreciate um, it. I just think, yeah, it's a huge encouragement. So in this podcast, we talk a lot about sports but also faith. So let's shift a little bit to faith. Um, and, you know, just talk about your personal faith journey and, you know, maybe growing up, did you grow up in the church and, you know, what point did you realize that you needed a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I did grow up in a church, uh, grew up in a Christian family and I accepted, uh, Jesus into my life at the age of seven. But for me, things didn't really hit until about my junior year, the calling that Christ had on me and just using my disability uh, to glorify him Mm. because for many years I had questioned and been angry and cried about you know why did you create me like this why am I like this you know I I, what did I do to deserve this what did my family do to deserve Mm. this and my junior year you know after the the plane came about is when it really hit me that you know he created me like this for a reason that I can uh, use my circumstances to bring other people closer to him. Wow. Yeah, that's that's kind of what hit me. And it hit me really hard. And it, hit, it didn't hit me fast, but it hit me really hard when it did. And it was kind of a, wow, you know, this is, I'm going to be okay. This is, this is going to be great. Man, that's a powerful thought. Just a, and a reminder to everybody that, I mean, God's created each one of us unique and for a special purpose. Yeah, and we absolutely. have to find our identity in him and not seek it somewhere else man that's that's incredible absolutely and especially you said your junior year yes sir. i don't know many juniors in high school that have that moment right yeah, absolutely <laughs> that's good so um do you have a favorite scripture that maybe since your junior year god shown you that you kind of your go-to scripture you'd like to share i think my go-to scripture for my entire life has been philippians 4 13 mm-hmm um, a lot of people will use that kind of just as their 
go to, but that's it's honestly describes my life. Mm. I can do all things through uh, through Christ who strengthens me, and for me, it's almost literal. I mm. mean, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring for me physically, so it's it's God that's getting me up in the morning. It's Him that's giving me the strength to make it through a school day and make it through workouts and whatnot because truthfully without him giving me the strength to do it I don't know where I would be at physically wow so Philippians 4.13 is is the scripture that probably describes my life that's awesome but you're right I mean a lot of people especially in athletics you hear that scripture all the time yeah but a lot of times it's usually after something good's happened right so for you to kind of break it down in a more real world sense that's that's pretty powerful. Is there anything else that you can think of maybe God's taught you just over the last couple seasons as you've been a part of a team, both as a player and a coach? It's more so just uh, getting through the rough patches. Um, you know, the beginning of my senior year, I had a cast on my leg because hmm. my muscles had gotten so tight that they needed loosening, and that was really rough. Um, having to go through several games with cast on, all those practices in school. But then it was one of those deals where I sat down with Coach Lemons and kind of discussed my frustrations, and I said, man, what's going on here? You know, what is God trying to show me? He said, dude, you just have to remember that God's going to bring you through this. So it was one of those deals where I, I realized that no matter how rough I have it at the moment, that God is going to use me to do bigger things that are going to be way greater than what the rough patches were mm, for me. That's good. That's very good. So a question related to student-athletes. We have a lot of student-athletes that faithfully listen in several different states. And, you know, now is not the easiest time for a student to live out their faith in school. So what advice or encouragement would you offer a student athlete that is a is a believer but maybe struggling to be bold you know and to really take hold of the platform of athletics because plat- athletics is a platform whether we like it or not it can be used for good or for bad so how would you encourage student athletes that are listening to take hold of that platform and really use it and be bold well i think personally um you know reach up to the people that aren't in athletics mm. i mean for me you know if if I wasn't in athletics with, with the situation that I have, I can't imagine a lot of athletes reaching out to me mm. and trying to be a positive influence on me. So, you know, look out for the kids that, you know, may not have many friends or may not have anybody to sit at lunch with. I mean, I, that's kind of a corny thing to say, but I really feel like God could use you in such a powerful way just by approaching somebody mm, that that's good you know that may be struggling you see maybe get picked on or something like that but I feel like it's for some people that may seem like a very small step but you can glorify God in such a big way by approaching somebody like that and possibly asking to pray for them mm. I remember uh, one of the high school kids from several years back that I used to go to school with he he has to pray over me when I was a younger kid, and that made a huge impact on me. So I think if somebody's really kind of struggling to find a way to uh, be a Christian athlete in this uh, era, j- just reach out to the people around you. Don't just look around uh, who's in athletics and whatnot. Look around for people that 
maybe just struggling with uh, what's going on in their life or whatnot, just, just reach out to others. I think that's the best thing to do is just uh, look at your surroundings. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things outside of sports, and I think a lot of people lose sight of that nowadays. So just, uh, I guess, just you know, look around you and reach out to people. No, that's, that's a great reminder for student-athletes, but also – Anybody, no matter adult, kid, you know that there's always people that could use an act of kindness. Absolutely. You know, and maybe Absolutely. it's. I always tell. I try to remind myself. I tell my kids all the time: do something kind for somebody that can do nothing for you in return. Because that's really true kindness. It's easy for me to be kind to, like you said, if I'm an athlete, it's easy to be kind to another athlete. If, if it's somebody that you know, personally. right, or somebody yeah. that you like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think if you know, if we all took that challenge and did that every in our lives we could change the whole culture right absolutely that's good so the last question um we ask about everybody that's ever been on our podcast the name of our organization's all in sports outreach and comes from colossians three seventeen. no matter what you do paraphrasing here word or deed do it in the name of the lord jesus christ we tell kids everywhere we go sports camps schools whether it's in your spiritual life, at home, at school, at work, it doesn't matter. You need to be all in. Yeah. So, I mean, you've kind of talked through that. I mean, you're a great example of being all in. So what does it mean to you um, when you hear that phrase all in? Because a lot of sports teams use that now, want you to be all in. Yeah. And what does it mean to be all in in your walk with Christ? I think for me, uh, all in would be just allowing Him to take control. Mm. I mean, you just have to be willing to say, you know what, God, here's what's going on in my life. Here you go, man. And just let him take control of whatever's going on, what's in your future, you know, what's in your past. Just let it, give it all to him and just let him shape you in any way that he wants to and let him use you. I think that's, uh, for me, that's the best way to describe all in is just giving it all to him Hmm. and letting him use you in whatever way is uh, glorifying to him that's good well i appreciate your time i know i've been encouraged just watching as a Capel fan the last couple of years and knowing kind of bits and pieces of your story but to sit down and hear you share it and just kind of hear your your passion for using um your circumstances to glorify god i, I know i've been encouraged and well, thank you and, yeah, and I appreciate that. And just know that, man, as you enter into a new stage of uncertainty at ACU and trying to figure out the student coaching thing, just know we'll be, be praying for you that, you know, that's just another opportunity and platform God's given you to yes, further further spread, spread the love of Christ. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You bet. Wow. What an incredible testimony. I hope you were encouraged by Rowdy's story. I know I was and have been for the last couple of years watching as a local fan of the Coppell Cowboys football program, just seeing how the coaches and players embrace Rowdy. But to, to sit down with him and, and hear a little bit more about his, his story and how God has just in the last year and a half truly made himself real in Rowdy's life and how Rowdy has embraced his identity and the platform that God has given him. And I can tell you, as a local Coppell person, God is using Rowdy to change hearts, turn young people, men and women to Christ through Rowdy's story. So um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with family and friends. It will be an encouragement to others. 
We love hearing from you. You can contact us on our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, or as always, visit our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. There you can learn all about our organization. Contact us. We love hearing from you. And you can, both our Facebook page and website, keep up to date with local opportunities in Selma, soon to be Trustful, Alabama, here in Dallas, um, opportunities for you to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give to continue this ministry. And lastly, we ask you to go to iTunes podcast, search All In Sports Outreach, review us, give us a rating. The more reviews we get, the greater visibility this podcast has furthering the message of the gospel, which is what we're all about. Until next time, thank you.